What's up fam? Tom Davis here, America's Canine Educator. How y'all doing? Hope you're doing very well out there. Uh, this video is for you if you're interested in becoming um, a more successful dog trainer or you're having troubles with your dogs at home and you can't quite break some of the things that you're working with or you can't develop the behaviors that you want. Today we're going to be briefly talking about just dog training tools and dog training tools in general. Uh, why we use them, why we shouldn't use them, when not to use them, etc. Not really, really descriptive, but I am going to spend a couple minutes talking about it. I hope it gives you guys value at home. I hope it helps you understand tools and how to actually progress in your dog training uh, career and or just your dog training with your dog at home. Very, very fast, very effectively, very humanely. Ready, here we go. So the first thing is I want to just explain to people that dog training tools are tools to help us um, form a behavior, stop a behavior, uh, have a clearer picture faster. And for me, dog training tools are there to teach and correct. Uh, and once that's done, then after that, they are there just for safety. And so if you have to use tools, one of the big questions I get all the time is, uh, use a harness, learn how to train a dog. You don't have to use tools, learn how to train a dog. Well, I'm gonna get to that in a second, but I just wanna let you know that if you use tools to help shape behaviors, it's just a lot faster. It makes more sense to the dogs. The dogs learn through communicative physical, uh, not force, because that's what automatically people think that, they, they, we, that we do is, all we're doing is we're prying dogs into position and we're forcing them to do stuff and that's absolutely ludicrous. You sound absolutely insane when you say that. Quite comical actually, but it does give me an opportunity to say, wait a minute, let me explain what we're actually doing here, which is great. So moving forward, tools are there to teach. Um, and of course, when we're teaching kids things, they speak English for the most part. Um, so when you say, no, not that one, this one, or no, you can't do that, you you're gonna get in trouble, uh, they understand that. And with dogs, especially with adolescent dogs or dogs who have never had structure in their life, you really have to make sure that you're making sense really fast. And so that's what the tools allows us to do is to actually communicate to the dog faster. And when I say hum more humane, which I've said a couple times, is I don't wanna use a, a flat collar when a dog's dragging down the road. I don't wanna use a flat collar when you got a 100 pound dog dragging a small person down the road. It's gonna hurt you, it's gonna hurt the dog's trachea and larynx and do all sorts of different damage. Um, harnesses are one of those things that they are, they are great. I use them a lot, but not for training uh, purposes as far as teaching new behaviors for the most part because it doesn't have any, uh, it doesn't have any discipline within the training uh, equipment. And so that's a piece of equipment that I use frequently. Um, that is equipment, that is dog training equipment that has no aversive on it uh, and no, nothing like that to the dog that causes the dog any stress. Um, and so moving forward, I wanna make sure that you understand that when we do use prong collars, e-collars, uh, plastic pinch collars, dominant dog collars, slip collars, whatever, whatever type of tool that we're using, it's just to teach. Plain and simple, you ask a dog to sit and they no sit and they're like, yeah, screw you, and they flip you off, what are you gonna do? You have two options. You take the road of like, okay, fine, I don't care. Well, that'll bubble up everywhere everywhere else, just like parenting. And and then the other thing is, is if they do do it, yay, praise. So we wanna be 99, 98% purely positive, good job, always rewarding good behavior, having that really strong relationship. And then the other two to 1% is, hey, if you know the behavior and you're being a jerk and you're just like, screw you, I don't care, which happens frequently with most dogs, um, then you need something to, to uh, effectively be able to communicate to them that there is a consequence for doing that. That's why we have stop signs. That's why we obey speed limits. That's why when we see a cop, we slow down. Why? Because we don't want to have some sort of consequence
consequence for our actions. It doesn't always mean physical harm. Every time we get pulled over, it doesn't mean I'm going to get beat up. It just simply means there's no physical pain. It just simply means like, hey, there's going to be reprimand for your disobeying of the law, which you knew better. And so the tools afterwards are very simple, guys. As soon as you teach the dog the behavior and they understand it, then after that, it's just the uh, emergency backup type of stuff. So this is the type of stuff that is very simply going to um, help you in the future for safety. So that's like a, a five-star chef having a fire extinguisher in, in, his, in his restaurant and you saying like, hey, learn how to cook. Why do you have that? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. That's like when a NASCAR driver puts on a, a flame repellent or heat repellent suit. It's like, oh, hey, why don't you learn how to drive? You don't need that. Of course, we wouldn't do any of these things. It's like a hockey and, 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 or a goalie in hockey. It's like, hey, why are you using pads or why are you using gloves? Why are you using helmets? Just stop the puck. Like, that's all you got to do is just, just stop it. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that we need to put into place to make sure that it's, it's safe and nobody gets hurt. And these things that we're putting into place in our daily lives, like we have seatbelts, we have emergency brakes, we have all these things. God forbid you ever have to use them. Maybe once in your life, twice in your life, you'll ever have to use some of these things that they'll come into play, but we use them. Why? Because they're there for safety. And I'd rather be safe more than anything in the entire world, especially when we're working with our dogs. And so that's one of the big things that I think people have the misconception is, is when we're using tools. Uh, I get comments all the time for the 2% the of people out there who just think tools are just uh, punishment tools to get a dog to wrench into position and, and obey and big macho man Randy Savage type guy. And that's not it at all. It's there just in case we can't control the environment, which guess what? You can't. And if the oh crap moment happens where a dog comes flying out or a squirrel jumps in front of you and you're, you have coffee in one hand, you're going to you're going to be really happy that you had that extra backup to make sure that the dog complied because they're thinking in their minds like, ah, I don't want to get in trouble and they don't do it. Like that. There's a lot of things that are put into place on everyday life that are there just in case. But when it comes down to dog training, it just completely blows over in a different way. And I want people to understand, don't be afraid to use tools with dogs, but the important process and the important part is for you guys at home is to make sure that you apply them properly properly, properly, properly. If I take that fire extinguisher that's there in that restaurant to put out a massive fire that can spread and do danger and cause harm to somebody's business and I spray somebody in the face for, with it for fun, nobody's going to say, you know what, we should ban fire extinguishers. It's probably a bad idea to have around. We're all going to blame that person. Uh, no bad dogs. Do not be afraid to use equipment. They are wonderful if you use them properly. Now, I don't want to get into specifics on this video because I want to keep them short and sweet for you guys. I want to give you guys a ton of information really, really fast to help you understand your dog better. Um, but moving forward, one of the main things why people all the time, I get all the time about, um, you know, it could cause stress. It could cause harm. Of course it can. Everything can. Everything everything good that takes time causes stress in some way, way, shape, or form. Cause, uh, building your dream house, uh, going on vacation with 10 of your best friends is like the most amazing thing ever, but guess what? You're super stressed about it. You're going to Paris in three days and you got to pack and all these things are happening. You're stressed. Like stress happens on an everyday life. And so the and one of the other things long-term, as I tell people, is, well, it could it be painful? Well, sure, but so can braces. But it, it paints a bigger picture. It makes things beautiful in the end. And the little microsecond of a correction that a dog gets, it, they're going to go, oh, oops, sorry, that was a bad decision. And then you move forward. And so the ideology of people just having this romantic relationship with their dog of just rainbows and butterflies is absolutely the most inhumane thing I have ever seen in the dog training world. 
pet owners, dog owners, listen up. It's very important for you to understand this. Dogs need structure. They need consequences. I've been professionally doing this for almost 10 years. I don't know everything. My way certainly isn't the highway. But I've collected so much information working with wolves, foxes, coyotes, dogs, wild dogs, koi dogs, so many different classes of dogs, working dogs, police dogs, show dogs, rescue dogs, so many different things. And I'm telling you, the worst cases I've ever seen in my entire life are dogs that are welcomed into homes with zero structure and they get fluffy beds and they get nice food. Uh, and But they're just, they're able to do everything and they're the most un, unbehaved, uh, just crazy, crazy, crazy dogs. And that's the worst cases I've ever seen in my entire life. And so you guys just have to understand that it's okay to give a dog structure. It's okay to give dogs balance. Don't be don't be fooled by by the the commercialism of dogs are our our kids and dogs we can care for them like our kids, but we have to treat them like animals. They need structure unless they're going to go absolutely mad. You have to understand that it's so important. And these tools that we use, you can buy you can, hey, I'm hungry. I could go to McDonald's and buy a 30 piece of $30 piece of crap prong collar or e-collar that's just made like junk and really isn't going to do any harm. Or I could go to a well-crafted farm to table, high, you know, very, very organically grown, like really, really high quality stuff and buy nice equipment that makes sense. And then go to a person like myself that has years of experience doing this properly and say, Hey, how do I do this? I want, this makes a lot more sense. I can't tell you how many people have, have come to me that have spent thousands and thousands of dollars and a lot of stress uh, working with, with one-dimensional uh, types of training companies because um, they can't get out of that rut of like, no, 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 this is the way. If you go somewhere on any platform, it doesn't matter if you're dog training or you're cooking or you're fixing a car. If you go somewhere and somebody tells you there's only one way to do this, you probably ought to start looking for other places because dogs are animals. We are animals. We need certain things. We're not all cookie cuttered out. We have to understand these things, guys. Sure. I hope this video brought you guys some sort of uh, value, and I really hope that it just. I love talking about this stuff, even even right here, just having these little confessions in my my new uh, built van. Um, and so I'm going to keep doing this, and, and I hope it helps you. Uh, every 25 comments left in this, the first 25 comments, I'm going to answer. I'm going to talk to you about your dogs. So if you have questions, leave them right now uh, before it hits 25, and then after that, they kind of get lost. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's the only way you can support me um, online at this moment. I would really appreciate it. It would help continue, uh, you know, influence me to continue to do this stuff for you guys. So subscribe, like, comment if you guys have any questions, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.